Hey, what's going on, everybody? Uh, welcome to the Corkin Entertainment Show today. A very special episode today. Um, and it's actually the very first two-parter that we've ever done uh, because um, I've had the immense honor of uh, interviewing Krisha Potenza, uh, who you guys know from um, uh, 16, Total Drama, and uh, he's giving me the exclusive interview on uh, what he's been up to these last few years. And so we decided as we, we initially planned to do this as a regular Tuesday episode, but the more we started talking about it, it was like, nah, this will work much better as an ex as an exclusive, exclusive, very special episode to release on a Thursday. Uh, we'll be back to our regular podcast on uh, Tuesday. You can also check out the video versions on YouTube as well. And uh, also, um, due to the episode length and everything, and uh, we were unable to include uh, what is known as the Freedom Forgers, which is, of course, Christian's new endeavor. We had some of them on, but uh, we are going to be uploading that video to our YouTube channel at Corkin Entertainment. So definitely be sure to check that out. And uh, without further ado, guys, uh, enjoy uh, this very special episode today. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Corcoran Entertainment Show. Uh, I am your host, as always, Frankie Corcoran, uh, for we are on part two now of our uh, Where Has Krista Potenza Been? Uh, so you guys. Uh, where just, are they now? Where, where do are they now? Where do cartoon people go? <laughs> <laughs> A cartoon limbo is what it's called. I can see why you're so passionate about what you do and it, 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 it really, really is great to see. And, and, and just to see how you impacted their lives has truly been amazing. And, and, and how they've impacted mine, how we were like, you know, we we're now we're, we're in a, a tidal lock an orbit around each other, right. In this, in this terraforming of this new world uh, that, that we've created. Um yeah. And, you know, and uh, I'm not back in my studio because speaking of the Freedom Forgers, our audio engineer, Ke Kelsey Irwin, is actually uh, in there right now working on our new Valentine's Day album. So we've released a uh, Christmas album and we're releasing a Valentine's Day album. We might do a St. Patty's Day album, but then we are going to be releasing uh, and working on in the summer, starting to work on, sorry, um, our uh, original original songs you know their original artistry original stuff um but it's just nice to get them used to you know publishing something i don't have a christmas album out i don't you know what i mean that's always been a big bucket list thing of mine and and so i was like way to go guys um there are more freedom forgers uh the the people that weren't there were uh nicholas lunison um uh, uh Lauren Horchek and uh, Andrew, who was on, but it, we had a little bit of uh, Andrew P. Basa. He's our junior freedom forger. He is, um, he is uh, a junior freedom forger, one of our only freedom forgers. Okay, right. um, and. There are other Freedom Forgers that went on to, um, you know, were with us for a bit and it either didn't work out or it, they were with us and they got what they needed. And now 
they're out there doing their own thing. You know what I mean? Like they're out there living their dream. And if it was to get a job, uh, to get a girlfriend, get their own apartment, get a, get a dog, you know, like those are the things when they first started, they wrote a five-year plan and everyone is pretty much, you know, as we approach our, our fourth year, uh, you know, they have all checked off everything that they said they were going to do a year ago. And because of the pandemic, there's now even more opportunity for them, you know, so, so with the good, there's bad as above. So below it all balanced out for the freedom forgers. Cause like I said, there were parts of the industry that fell apart. Okay. Yeah. And you know, there were people's livelihoods and stuff that have totally just disappeared or dissolved, or they just changed. They got out of the business, the industry. And you know, we found out during the pandemic that a lot of jobs that were kind of like gatekeeper jobs or golden handshake jobs were unnecessary financially and uh, to get things done. But it was just the old model, the old way, which is broken, like as we're seeing as, as Hollywood is crumbling, you know, um, and, you know, we're seeing we're seeing this play out. And on the flip side of it, People like the Freedom Forgers, they're asking for inclusivity. I have seen, you know, ever since Cartoon Network said, hey, I'm going to be doing, uh, you know, we're going to be, I'm going to be doing as if Cartoon Network is one. one. <laughs> I am. It's, it's like Sauron, the eye of Sauron. Totally, totally. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, they said, hey, because they realized that, you know, majority of their fan base is on the spectrum. And because everyone was learning at home, there were more eyeballs and e-learning changed. Everything changed. The format for everything, even e-learning says, we're going to go for a more podcast style. And that's where I started working a lot more. And this changed things for everybody. But, you know, we're seeing breakdowns that saying non-communicative autistic person to make sounds whatever they're doing. So they're just going to record. It's like recording a dolphin making sounds, a dolphin sound. It's just, but this is how they communicate. And it is a language, you know, and if you understand the language of what they're speaking, then, you know, we, um, we can then communicate. And that's the part of the success of our program is being able to like, you know, somebody does, if you listen to their demos, you'd be like, what autism, what Asperger's, what disability, it's stacked up there with some pretty, you know, A-lister demos and you'd never know if it was in a lineup. So now it's not about them being autistic or having a disability. It's about their performance as an actor. And that sort of, you know, validated them and made their dreams come true. And, and here we are. And I have a lot of fans around the world and like I said, I was involved with Make-A-Wish Foundation and, you know, and these are people that were watching my cartoons to make them feel better. But I've gotten the fan notes saying, hey, I, you know, I was going through a really tough time. I was, you know, getting beat, abused. I was getting raped. I was getting, you know, uh, bullied, super bullying all over. I wanted to kill myself. You know, you saw the documentary, right. you know. And and that they were giving their testimonials and you're just like, right. But once they found their voice and started telling their story, they were manifesting like everybody else and they didn't realize it. 
These were people that were looking through the keyhole, watching everybody dance at the ball. And then um, not realizing that the door was open and they could go through, but they were happy just there. And then yet I'm, I'm teaching, you know, at colleges and universities with young 20 year olds don't have disabilities, don't have problems, but can't handle day to day life. Right. They're just full of anxiety. They're doing this. And I go, I've got people over here that aren't even allowed to take classes like you guys are. And yet they're doing it and they're not complaining. They're happy. What is your problem that you can't, you can't do simple voice acting exercises. You won't go for your dream. You have a talent and you're putting yourself down because of anxiety and stress. And I'm like, I'm not dismissing that I'm validating it, you know, and, but they don't have a voice. So all of this has gotten the attention of a lot of people. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Well, but you see, that's where I've been because my life changed because of a few certain people decided that they were going to make a move and start a smear campaign on me. Yes. Right. And that's what that's what everyone wants to know, this because when tea. that happened, this is the tea. Exactly. Right? So uh, it's yeah. just like, what I got to ask you, what's going on? You know what I mean? Like everybody's wondering, Chris McLean, like what? Hashtag not my McLean. Hashtag not my Chris. So where the hell have you been? Let's just let's just get the answer out there. What's going on, Christian Potenza? What can you tell me? Well, do you remember back in that other part of the interview <laughs> where I just said, you know, I I was I was at a place where I had a yoga person trying to get me out of the building because she wanted it and also people that I had asked to come on and help me, you know, create something. Well, it all fell apart. You know, nobody really knew each other and we put together something and, you know, we're, uh, you know, we tried to do it. It didn't work. Um, personal relationships, because at the time, too, I was living at that studio. I was living it while I was building it. Right. Right. I was I was like living inside of it. So my personal life and having just left, having just buried my mother and uh, you know, I don't have my fiance anymore, moved to a different set. I'm in Hamilton, never been here before, never thought I'd be in Hamilton, you know? And then and, your father uh, a couple of years later. And then my father. Yeah. But that, that, that all bleeds into oh, the, right. yeah, the right. attack on me, like the timing and stuff like that. Um, but back then we, you know, I started getting a little more, uh, success with the freedom forgers program. And then it was going to come to life. But at this point, the other people that I, I had asked to come on said, we wanted the building. We, they wanted me gone because it was my name on the lease with uh, my business partner at the time who owned another business in the building. Um, and uh, he said, he's out, he just can't handle it. And, you know, we're, we're at a crossroads there and uh, he leaves and then I was like, okay. And uh, then they wanted me out. And I said, this is too much. I So I just decided to fold it. And also at the time too, what really kickstarted all of this, there was this woman named Sonia Jezebel Cote. That's the one that made all these allegations and colluded with people and ran a smear campaign. Uh, I had asked her to teach because I had known her and I, I, I was dating her best friend years ago back in 2013. And that's when I met her. And, um, and so she's a, an actress, um, you know, a singer, and, um, she's also heavily into witchcraft and she promotes herself as this wicked, this wicked witch, this red haired witch that used to be a stripper and has this book out, 
you know, where she's promoting and she's very much an advocate for um, hashtag me too stuff. And, you know, I totally think it's a great, great cause. Anyways, um, she uh, was working with us and uh, I brought her in because remember I was bringing in Ivan Sherry, Ellen Dubin, uh, John right. Nellis, all these famous voice actors come and do workshops. But I found in this new thing that was outside of Toronto and working with all these non-union people and these, uh, um, um, you know, therapists, psychotherapists, art therapists, yoga, you know, uh, spiritual healers, all this, uh, you know, that community, um, that my demographic was like women 45 to 65 there was this there's this pocket and i was like and she is in that demographic and i said can you come and teach some acting you know and i also have some other students uh you know that i've started up a little thing and she was like okay so she comes over and um you know she checks out the studio and she's like great so we set up this program for her to do some acting and then she also had a book you know, that her I'm not naked or whatever it's called, where she talks about her being a stripper and da 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 da, da or just her life in the past and and how she was, uh, um, you know, a victim and and stuff. And uh, it was there. So we were selling it there. Anyways, she teaches her course and everything's great. She also had signed. She had also wanted to do an erotica. An erotica uh, writing course. Right. Because she she does write erotica. And at the time I was going to help her, uh, um, you know, look into recording her erotica and stuff like that. Not really my jam. I'm liking cartoons. I do a lot of radio, but I can help you out, you know, find you an audio engineer so you can voice your own female erotica. Anyways, we finished the course. Uh, nobody signed up for her erotica writing thing, even though we did some promos, but we made a promo for her acting one. So then. Uh, she finishes that one and then she comes in and she goes, okay, uh, her and her husband come in and they're talking to me and they're like, I want to do another acting course. So I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't know about that because I gave you a lot of money on that. Just, just to have it, you know what I mean? It was just, it was a one-off and just, just to have it like a workshop, but not like a steady thing. And I gave you a lot of money just, just so you're coming in from Toronto and doing it. And that's fantastic. But we're not going to do that. And plus, nobody signed up for your erotica thing. So the demographic that I wanted you to go and teach with, because I'm not going to entertain 45 or 65 year old women and and stuff because I have I'm, I'm doing something else. Didn't happen. She had all my young clients. And so and then she sort of took them as her own. I was like, hey, so, you know, just as you know, they're, they're my, they're my clients sort of thing. I brought you in to run a workshop, but where it's not a steady thing. You're not a, you're not a for sure, you know, ongoing thing here. And then she's like, she gets really mad. And I also said, I can't, we can't have your book here anymore. We have children and stuff like that. And like, I just don't want to sell it out here in our lobby gifts shop, little area that we had our, uh, and so she got real mad. She got really mad. And then she went to back to Toronto and she, um, she wanted to teach her stuff there. She went to uh, Mancasting, this other place where she said, hey, can I teach this here? And they're like, no. And then she got real mad. And I was like, she took the property that I shot and did it. And I'm just like, what's going on here? Next thing you know, I get a letter from Children's Aid Society. CAS is called on me. 
And I'm like, what is going on? And there's a whole bunch of false accusations on it. And I was like, Sonia. And also a whole bunch of women that she got together and men to get me out of the building and to take me down. She got, she gathered a whole bunch of people together and ran a smear campaign. And at first it started physically. I was getting approached by other people and I could see, and you know, I get called into ACTRA because there was a list of people with all these complaints. And, the, and then I, I go into ACTRA, I explain to them. And I was like, no, this is my studio. That never happened. That never happened. And there's like, there's a lot of people here. And I was like, but I know that Sonia Jezebel Cote has done this before. She has done this. This is what she does. This is a pattern so, of behavior, you know? It's No, she's done it to other people. Because I know about stuff about her that, that her friend that I was dating for uh, a while, I found out. And even people were saying, you better stay away from her, man. She's into some weird stuff. And I won't go on about it. Because like, there's an investigation going on. These people that have been doing stuff are being watched right now because they have called the police. They've made false police reports. Private investigators following me. I've had my uh, property stolen. I've been gang stalked. I've been frauded. People have been sent in to work with me only to just, you know, get inside and start work with me and then false accusations all over again. And I had people with witnesses. They also were putting up videos and we've compiled them on on a hidden Facebook group that I was asked to go check out. And even my business partner at the time, who was female from other people from the industry were like, uh, you know, you should be part of this group, you know, and then next thing you know, I'm being talked about and she is posting stuff and calling me out and just making false accusations and colluding with people because other people were coming forward and going, hey, people are gathering, they're having meetings. Like they're meeting and they're talking about you and they're going to do stuff to you. And then I was like, really? So, uh, okay. Okay. And, and I was, I was hearing all this back and then all of a sudden stuff pops up on, on the internet. And then I'm like, people are calling me, you know, voice directors and going, what's going on. And then it's just, I'm like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what she's going on about here. I haven't spoken to her since we had a falling out like last year. But in the meantime, she's running the smear campaign. She's gathering people and other people had come and worked at my studio. And, you know, not everything works out, but there was one woman, Martha Christensen, who came in and she was really doing some stuff as well. And now everyone's watching these people because we caught them in lies and they involved a lot of people that were sent in to come and work with me at my studio because they they hacked into my accounts and you know the banks looking at this the the government the police they've hacked into my accounts i'm losing clients nonstop and getting my name dragged through the mud trying to take out my business trying to get me uh, in trouble with actra the union and then there was one day on february 28th I'll never forget it. I was at the voice committee meeting for, um, you know, ACTRA and I'm on there and everything's fine. And then as soon as the meeting's over, she releases this thing and she puts up a picture of Jude and Chris McLean and says, this redheaded voice coach, da, 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 is, 
you know, and it goes, it spreads like wildfire, but it was all a planned thing. It was like a planned attack. They wanted to Gameshi me. They wanted to do this thing where they, they, they did that. And next thing I know, my agent calls me and is like, um, this is going viral. Like it is what's going on. I was like, I haven't spoken to her. I don't know what she's on about, but I'm just constantly getting attacked. So then this happens. And then I, I'm just gutted. I'm just gutted. And I'm seeing all of these people respond, people that I know and work with. People within the industry, people from Actra, they're they're all going, oh my God, that guy. Yeah, let me tell you. And all of a sudden, I'm just like, whoa. So that's how you really feel about me. And it was like the pitchforks and the things come out and it just spread with all these lies. You know what I mean? It's just like, it, it's just one person doing this and then other people are getting on the bandwagon, right? It's cancel culture, right? It's, this is the way I've seen it happen to friends. I've seen it happen to other people. And I'm just celebrities like, oh, and all that it celebrities. All time, and yeah. I was like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. So my agent says, call a lawyer. And also one of the people that's friends with that Martha Christensen woman who, who was really running a campaign with her that we caught in a lie is like, she gave me a lawyer because she's like, she was giving me Intel. Remember people are taking screenshots and I'm compiling them. And this is brutal things to read that aren't true. You know what I mean? And I'm just like, but if somebody puts it up there, it's gotta be true. And I couldn't get access to it, but people are sending me screenshots. And so I approach a lawyer and she's like, well, I named all the people that are doing stuff. And you know, there's four or five women that are doing stuff here and I need to get a cease and desist. And she's like, well, you're looking at like for all this work and everything, cause it's a big thing. It's like, you know, at first it was $6,000, which I couldn't afford at the time because my, my accounts have been hacked and I didn't realize it was like death by a bunch of cuts. So I'm waiting for the fraud department at the bank to call me, you know, to get, but there's an investigation. So I could talk to the, I talked to the, uh, my lawyer and, and stuff. And, you know, it was going to cost me too much. I couldn't afford it for a cease and desist. And then, you know, and then the, the lawyer said, and she goes, you know, I, I, I hate to tell you, but this is like a common thing right now. Like I have, you're like the fifth client, male client this week, or somebody that's called me with this exact same thing. It's like, God. this is what happens. And so talking to my agent and other agencies that I work with, remember I'm doing their, I work with their kids. They're trying to defame me and take me out these false accusations. But then the people that are working with me are like, this isn't true. And I got testimonial, you know, it's just like, this is false. This is false. And some people implicated their children in it. And they're like, that's not true. So I've got their testimonies. And that's what they said. They just said, be quiet. Just keep compiling it. It's going to suck. It's going to suck. But just if you throw money at it, because they were trying to get me to, to engage, to, to fight to, to, to do something on the internet, to defend myself. And I just decided, and this was the advice given to me by the cops, the legal team and everything is just like, I agree. It's not true. So why would I defend it? Anything I do, my actions, yeah. it's not, it's not your problems that define you. It's how you deal with your problems you def that defines you. And I was like, how am I going to do this? And I just decided to compile and just plug on and stick with the freedom forgers and just dedicate myself. And I still had a bunch of other clients 
uh, going, you know, uh, stuff going on, but all my jobs started going away and, you know, it started with fresh TV. They, um, there was something that happened in right at the, uh, right before this, where some fans put out a whole big episode and it was like, you know, they just went and did it. They put out an episode and it was like fan art, but it was like, because total drama wasn't going back on the air and blah, blah, blah. This is how rabid the fans are. Like I told you in the past, I've had death threats. I've had stalkers fictional character to a fictional character. Yeah. But because I have my YouTube channel, it's like, you know, and people hear my voice, they associate. I'm like Chris and I'm not, you know what I mean? And it's just like, ah, but the thing is the fan base, which I, I have this relationship with, they, they were giving death threats to, because Tom and fresh TV and Jennifer Perch put out a um, cease and desist, you know, just like you got to stop. And this uproared the, the fans. And now Tom and uh, Jennifer Perch, the creators were getting death threats. And I was like, welcome to, welcome to the fans. Yeah. yeah welcome to the fans. Is. Yeah. And so I'm, they're freaking out. They're like, what? And so I decide to go up and do a special where I just talked and I addressed it. It's on my YouTube channel. It's called stop the drama where I talk. And I was like, guys, you got to stop this. You're not allowed to do other people's shows. Fan art is one thing, but to go out and do a two hour movie production, I was like, so I had to do a thing. And this sort of, we got them back because I hadn't done anything with the freedom. Uh, sorry. With the, uh, <laughs> with, many the fan, <laughs> with the fan base, you know, in, in years, in years. And um, so it started there with this controversy. And then they go ahead and release that we're doing total drama again. Right. We're doing total drama. Let's get this thumbs going up on. going. Oh, yes, oh, there we go. Oh. Woo, We're doing total back. drama. Not just total drama, the total drama. Oh, I was going to do the thing. Yeah, oh. It's not going to happen. Uh, but yeah, so. Um, so, so, you know, the fan base needed to be saddled a little bit, like, let's get you all back. And then they announced that we're going to do another season. Well, hell, everything's fine. Everything's great. And then we start recording the season and it's going well, it's going well. But then this woman, Sonia Jezebel Cote decides that she's going to still run her campaign. Mind you, I haven't spoken to this woman in two years, but she's still running something and she's still going at it. And I'm still getting reports and I'm still getting stuff from this private Facebook group where she was listing all these allegations and also doing videos because she also posted one saying, hey, just so you know, he teaches at this college and like I lost my job there. Like I oh lost my, my job there every time I got a new client or something because I, I'd be publicizing something or I did a podcast with an autistic kid from Chicago. Shout out to Joe. I did a I did a uh, um, a podcast with him. And as soon as he released it, these people called him and said that all these terrible things and he started he called me in tears going what are they saying this i was like i dude i i don't i don't know i don't know but that's they were targeting them and they were targeting one of the other women uh under investigation that stole money from us and was was working with me and was kind of sent by her 
I won't mention her name because it's under investigation, but Sonia Jezebel Cote and Martha Christensen have been very vocal and they're the ones, you know, doing a lot of this. So I'm gladly to talk about them, but there are members of the union and, and casting directors and assistants who blackballed clients of mine that are with a certain agency and said that they're not, they didn't bring them in because you're working with Christian. And the thing is they were going, those aren't true. That's not true. He's never, what you're saying is not true. And they were, and they got, they got blackballed. So I'm sitting on this information too, but now I'm talking about it because it's, it's going to come forward because once they found out that I found out all of a sudden this girl's getting brought in again. And all of a sudden there's the notes from the casting director. And I was like, yeah, cause you guys know that you, you fucked up. You know what I mean? You fucked up and you got caught up in something that isn't true. And now everyone's seeing that these allegations aren't true because I left a mirage and I'm over here in the Oasis and these people are crucifying something. And the thing is, I didn't want to be Chris McClain anymore. Yeah. You know, when we started recording it, I was like, that's great because, hey, you know, coming out of a pandemic and stuff where nobody was working much. I was like, I could use some cartoon money again, folks. Yeah. And also but, you kind of miss it. You know, pandemic happens. You kind of take for and, granted what you had. And and I was still like, I was loving. I was just loving being Chris again. You know what I mean? Because it did come back. It was a cartoon miracle. But nope, these people wanted to. And any chance they would get with false allegations because like this woman, Sonia Jezebel Cote, she even said and admitted, and somebody sent me the clip. Cause remember everything that was hidden from me, people that were there were there under guise and they were sending me and I, they were gra grabbing screenshots that I couldn't get and videos of videos of her going, I've been trying to take this guy out for four years. And she's like, da, 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 da. And she's colluded with a lot of people. And some other people have come forward to me going, I'm so sorry. They feel so guilty. They were like, I don't know what I was thinking. But other people too said like, she's coming in going, are you with us or you're not? She was really trying to do this, like muscle in. And so I'm hearing all this, taking down people's testimonials, taking down people's testimonials. So here we are three, four years later. But this woman says that she's been trying to take me down for like years. So I was like, you, you did it. You've admitted it. Federal crimes. You've admitted it. And now there's an investigation going on. And I just had to keep quiet. But the hell of having your name to innocent people like fans of mine who I brought a lot of joy and who I was talking to friends of mine had to back away everything. My daughter had to see this. It's a lot, man. Like it's Karma knows where everybody lives. That's all I got to say. And now it's playing out. I mean, you look at uh, you look at Johnny Depp kept quiet for five years, lost it all. Yeah. Only to find in, out in the that... blink of an eye. Literally yeah. like Amber Heard still allowed. She's still allowed to do Aquaman and all these uh, other projects. Allegations come out about Johnny Depp. Boom. Pirates of the Caribbean. You're done. Uh, Fantastic Beasts. You're done. Every project he has done, you know, yep. and then come yep. to find out. 
things weren't quite what she was saying, you know, like she really, she's just a, she's a bullshitter really like, yeah, there's, there's well, no that's easy the, way to say it. <laughs> and that's the best part because they have all these allegations out there. I have found actual lies and testimony and we caught people. And once I did, and that just did, and that happened, like there was some in the summer, there was some before that. And these people know, and then they've just disappeared. Like I, like they're running, everybody's running. And now I'm like, I've got several police reports, even with my landlord that was at the other place. There was a lot of people working together, false police reports. I was pulled over by police so many times or trailed. Do you know how that makes you feel? And also to have private investigators follow you, you start to go a little, and that's what they tried to paint me out as, as like a crazy, maniacal, you know, deranged person that can't handle a business. And I was like, well, first of all, you attack my business. I was doing fine until... You know, but the yeah. one thing they didn't know about was the Freedom Forgers program. But still, you know, it, it was, you know, no, that was so, just going to rent. But there was other, all these people working together to try to take me down. And I don't know. There were allegations, you know, uh, uh, there was suspicion of some people were paid to do this. Some people were coerced. Some people were. But all the things they said that I was doing, they're doing. If because the one thing I want to know is sure, she did all these things, but even the police, when I was talking to the police and doing my police reports, I was like, why is she doing this? I said that to the people that came in to check my mental health, you know, that were like, we hear some stuff, Nick. And I was like, why is she doing this? Because every time I go to do something good, like I have an event or I have something something happens. And I was like, somebody's inside, somebody's working, somebody's finding out stuff. And they have all my personal banking information. My phone has been hacked. I've on two different phones. My, my router has been hacked. I had to bring in a technician to find, and he's like, yeah, you've got a Trojan thing. They're, they're, they're used. Cause I returned a ro a router, a modem, sorry, to, to bell. And I was like, this one is, but it's not working. It keeps, and then I returned it, but then I come back and for two months, I'm still picking up Bell 633 or whatever it was. I was just like, what is that? And they're like, don't worry about it. And I was like, oh my God, everything's being tapped. Like all these false allegations. And if I did one or two of the things that they said I did, why am I not in jail? Exactly. Why, you have, why have here. I never been contacted by the police? Just followed by them. Exactly. What the f is happening? Like, you know, it's just so I'm I was kind of curious. I mean, of course, uh, you're you've done so much good. Uh, you're in the clear. How do you move forward knowing that? I mean, of course, people will have their own takes. Oh, yes, he is this. Yeah. No, no, he's not. How do you move forward knowing that uh, th there will no doubt be some people who think, oh, no, he's that same person. Uh, 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 you know what I mean? How do you move past that? Well, first of all, one thing is, is like after losing your mother, your livelihood, your everything and try to reinvent yourself only to have your father die and, da, 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 and then a year later headed to a pandemic. And now you're the head of your, you, you know, your own family. But it's like it's like the world got out of my way and I saw my life clearly. You know, it's like everyone else was like their, their lives got turned upside down. And I was like, great. So I'm just going to go and just plug on because I have a new direction. And I was like, this is like a cleansing. This is a cleansing. 
And, you know, birth is, is painful. Rebirth is even more painful because you know what it is. The first time you get birth, you're like, I don't know what it is. I'm going to cry though. Cause I'm cold and scared and hungry. And I don't know. I'm just lost these people. <laughs> yeah. This the rebirth is like, I know what's going on and I'm conscious of it. It's like, you know, you're amputating your own arm because you know, you've, you don't, it's not working. You know what I mean? It, yeah. it, with no anesthetic. It was a, 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 a spiritual uh, amputation, but you see a, um, a saying that came up when I was, you know, healing from losses, loss of my mother and my life and everything. And I knew I was going to change. There was a saying that came up. I saw it on Facebook, <clears throat> excuse me. And one of those little memes uh, you know, little glowy, flickery things. And it said, what you lost in the fire, you will find in the ashes. And I was like, what my iPad just said to me for the rest of my life. And that helped me navigate. And I knew. And also I was working with some psychics and mediums at the time, you know, producing their YouTube channels. <laughs> and they were like, oh, this was destined. Yes but you're going to be free. And I was like, free of what? And she's like, old self. And I was like, ah, hey, you know, because I didn't have the best growing up, you know, there was, there was some stuff that I didn't realize was a, a thing. And yeah, we all have our stuff and we all, you know, evolve and that's it with growth. And I knew that I didn't want to be Chris McLean anymore. Cause when that shit happened with the death threats and the, and that, you know, I've been through other stuff before with total drama, but not to this extent where the, the, you know, the creators are getting death threats and they're asking me to do an outreach. And I was like, I've always been an ambassador to them, to Fresh TV. I've always been, you know, even with 16, like that blew up and, and total drama even really blew up. And I started my own thing and I've been an ambassador for Fresh TV with two solid characters that that shaped the landscape of their thing you know so i had a big part in the success of what they've created and and i remember when um you know megan fallenbach was let go uh from uh total drama rama because she was playing her character gwen but as a kid but cartoon network was like eh, it's not quite there you know what i mean and they they wanted to replace her with an actual child you know somebody that's well, she flipped out on social media. So then Jen and Tom talked to her. <sighs> this happens to me. I just get let go. They don't even talk to me. They don't do anything. And then I find out that even some of the people that are over there at Fresh TV are also chirping about stuff. And I was like, well, that's it for that. Not even a phone call, just gone. And I was like, so that was there all the whole time. Here I've been so loyal and so devoted to Fresh TV and to the franchise of Chris, you know, of Total Drama and ambassador with Chris McLean, but also with my own person. 20 years over gone. like that. Gone. Gone. And I was like, okay, that's neat. That's real neat. So what's going to happen when they find out that, A, I've never been contacted by the police these allegations, you know, I was like, even if one or two of them, even the people that were working with me, it was like, I was there. What the f is going on? How are you? 
this isn't true. And I was like, there's nothing you can do because if I come back on social media, it would be like putting out fire with gasoline. And I don't want to talk to these people. I'm just like, I, it's not true. So why would I give it any attention? So I just let it go. And I just kept compiling things and it hurt and it was sad and it was sad, but it really made me into uh, knowing my self-worth and standing up for myself. I'm the abused bullied kid that never stood up for himself. And now I'm standing up for myself, but in a different way. And it's really shaped me because I didn't want to be Chris anymore. Once we started doing it, and then I realized, because I didn't post any, any hey, I'm filming. I, I decided I'm not doing anything like that anymore. I'm just going to do my job because I don't care. I don't yeah. care. I just want to, and I, I didn't think it was just a one season thing after being off the air for so many years. I was like, I want to be part of that. Cause that's, that's history in the making right there. And I wanted to be, I wanted to be a part of that, but then I was probably going to say like, that's it, you know, because I'm not booking anything else because this is taken over. And I did it to myself. I lapped it up too. you know, it was new 2007 social media, everything. And I was like, cool. I don't, I'm making money just off of me and my thing, but it's no, it's still Chris McLean. It's still them. And I was like, it's not genuine. That's no. why I went, when I went the Freedom Forgers, I was like, hey, you, I want to make some cool shit with you guys because you guys get it, man. You get it. You, you know cartoons better really than do. anyone I know. And and you're, and you're um, because, of course, the one thing that really stood out to me, even watching that Freedom Forgers uh, documentary was, and I think I mentioned uh, uh, to this earlier on in the episode, uh, was people told you that you couldn't, do what you're doing now yeah and here you are you know what i mean I and so you're giving people that opportunity you're you're laying that foundation for them like look they told me i couldn't do it but that doesn't mean anything because they said i couldn't but look at me now and you're helping people reach their fullest potential you know yeah like i said i realized that i have a talent but unless i show you that you have the same or if not greater amount of talent, my talent means nothing. It really doesn't. So that's what it's about. And now that I still have, you know, I have an outreach still, if I come back, you know, to, to my fan base, once they find out what's going on, I want to introduce them to the freedom forgers because three quarters of my fan base that I never met in person or when I was running the, you know, the fanship, I know for a fact that three quarters of them are on the spectrum and I want to start a movement for all these people that aren't allowed to make cartoons. Well, we can make our own and we don't need anybody, you know, exactly. and, and, and it's original. And if it's on YouTube, YouTube is looking for, you know, original programming, you know, yep, exactly. And, and so it is, it's been a journey because the thing is the way the universe works, right? As above, so below. It all balances itself out. But even while this was happening, they're making a lot of noise going after a phantom or an image of something that is not there. And so all these other people are around watching them. And I'm like, they're just, they're just, they're just stacking the things they're doing wrong. And we're colluding and they're all in one place. You know what I mean? So now they're scrambling or they're trying to, you know, if they're going to try and do something, it'd be like swinging a miss with an allegation because, because of the gang stalking 
and the following and them taking my mail and like just just make it everywhere I go, you know, just something happening. Right. Just waiting for me to freak out, just pushing my buttons, just just breaking me down. So I snap never happened. And now I've moved far away from everybody where you can't just bump into me. You can't come to the house. You can't come to the studio because I've taken I ripped down the studio and I put studios in everybody's home. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. Instead of being a target. Right. Instead of being a target. And now my client list is unknown, but it's all with the people that were with me from the whole beginning, watching all this, knowing it wasn't true. I've had people from the industry come to my studio, talk to me, look it around, check it out. And they're like, yeah, that's what I thought, you know, and like, good for you. And like, we got you, but you know, we got to stay quiet. And, and I was like, absolutely, you know, yeah, just doing our job. But there was more of the support than there was the allegations and the allegations would just go up every time they did something, but it was, it would just be like, and then it would fall out. I'd be like, whatever. Oh, I lost my job teaching at the college because of some, allegations but yet they still paid me yeah exactly jokes on them (laughs) and the thing was that gave that opened me up to do more time with with the freedom foragers you know the only thing that sucked was that that fresh tv didn't even talk to me after a 20 year like solid relationship they just walked and just and with the other people they didn't do that the other people that they let go or do stuff but with me nothing and I was like, what's going to happen when it all comes out now that like, hey, none of that was true. I got let go, you know, and HBO Max, it was supposed to play on Cartoon Network. My my career is done. I've been blackballed by the industry in my my own town, not doing anything. Nobody wants to work with me now. And I'm like, so what's the compensation? How does it work? What's going to happen when the investigation, like, because there's an investigation happening? And I have all this evidence clearly like and implicating themselves in what they were doing. And I have them all. And so, so what's going to happen now with fresh TV? What happens to the fans? Who's making the statement now is what I want to know. And the thing is, I don't fucking care. I really, really don't care because that's a lot of drama that I, this was part of my life. I wanted to let go. I wanted to be out of it anyway. It just so happened that this is the way out because even if I was to just like, I don't want to do it anymore, people would be all like, yeah, he's guilty and he's just he's just hiding. That's the exactly. way it looked anyway. They just jump to conclusions. Any type of like even the um any person online who has gone through allegations such as uh, Louis C.K. has gone through some, uh, uh, they will watch interviews and look at his facial expressions and just go, oh, he's guilty. He blinked twice. He's guilty. Yeah. Oh, he oh, scratched dude. his eyebrow. He, like, it's like you're you're literally basing this on just what people do. I'm doing this right now. Does that mean I'm guilty? No. Like, dude, when when they saw the comments, which she she put out that first one, putting like, you know, not saying my name because she's smart. She's done this to other people. This Sonia Jezebel Cote. She can with make a living re- off this if she with real to. estate. She has taken out people. And that's the thing. I knew what kind of stuff she was into. And I think that's why she you know, we had a disagreement. I don't know if she wanted to, you know, but the you know, if, if she thought I was going to expose her or something, I was like, no, I just want to stay away from you. That's the thing you want to engage with me. I was like, I just want you out of my life because you're into some weird 
shit. And she promotes herself as being a witch. Look into it. And also the same thing I asked the police, the same thing I ask everybody else. And now I'm putting it out to the, like, why was she doing this? Why was she for over three years, a constant campaign, even though I haven't talked to her, I didn't, you know, didn't even engage with her. I just wanted her gone out of my life. Right. And yet now she's colluding more and more and more people and always with my inner circle or every time I'm up doing a thing, a promo, she had contacts those people and she's contacted so many people because they call me and go, hey, Sonia Jezebel Cote just called me and, 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 and was like pressuring me. So it's like she's running a thing. Why? What's the real reason? Because she's I'm, guilty of it. Right. I, and she's I'm, I'm waiting for a phone call now. My phone is just going to be. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing. This is what I want to ask. And like, you know, so we're compiling stuff and we're looking at stuff and like, here we are. It's time to figure this out now, four or five years later. Right. And and let's see. Let's see what's right. Let's see what it is. And I stand in my truth. I stand in my convictions. And I've got a wide net of people who have their own testimonials, too, and some against her for what they what she did to them years ago but on the same platform of just taking somebody out so i ask why is she doing this and that's these are the questions and for those people that colluded with her and that includes people from my you know the union the industry who are like yeah now that you mention it I never liked that guy. And I was like, whoa, we did films. We're on the same thing. And now you don't like me because because you got a platform to say this. And I was like, wow. And those people that, you know, were saying things to my client clients or blackballing my clients because they work with me and they're actors. These are children. And you're doing that. Well, I've informed the agent. I'm about to inform the union. Like when all this comes out, I was like, there's a few people like, what you? Why'd you do this? For what reason? And then then now, you know, we're going to we're going to see stuff. But this is the first time I've told the story because it's reached that point. I checked with my team. I'm like, yeah, because before I had evidence, but there was still more playing out. Now we're on the outskirts of ground zero. Right. Where, you know, the, it, the blast went this far. So I'm on the other side of the blast and I'm checking the perimeter and I'm like, yep. 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 So we've got it surrounded and I'm here to not defend myself. I'm here to tell you what happened from my point of view. Cause nobody asked, they just went with the <laughs> cancel culture thing, you know, but the whole time I'm like, I got off social media and I'm all like freedom. I can't tell you how liberating and how reconnecting to one's everything essence you're so good. <laughs> there I am. There I am. Look, I just made French toast for myself and maybe for somebody that's with me. I didn't take a picture of it. I didn't share it on social media and tell everybody about my guilty pleasure and how I out to, how I like to out gourmet myself with French toast every time I do it. No, no, I kept it to myself. Whereas before. I did it to myself too. I had so much out there about me. I mean, you punch in my name, it'll give you my net worth. Everything going from everything one million dollars to nine million dollars net worth. And his I was blood like, type, my uh, blood type, who I was dating, who I was married to, like everything. It's just it's on there. But what really confused me too was I called my agent. I was like, 
I just go to check out my IMDb. I'm just wondering if because of these allegations, if there's certain productions that are like, we're taking it off. I get on there. And the first thing it says I see is Anthony Christian Potenza. Somebody changed my name because <laughs> listen, those hackers, they took over my YouTube channel. Yeah. I can't even get to it anymore. They and I don't even know where they've siphoned money. They've they've taken payments of mine that were payments and hijacked it. But like all these hacking things with my identity, I'm locked out of my Facebook. I had to start up a little one that was just to keep into communication with people. But they firewalled me from all my stuff, my bank accounts for you know for a while, all my emails, but my YouTube channel. So. If somebody's getting paid for it or if it's still making money, it's going to somebody else. I haven't done it. But I got I got firewalled out of everything and all social media. And I realized, good. Good. It's a fake life anyway. What the fuck was I thinking? Promoting like my whole life and everything about me in my home, in my car. This is my daughter. This is my dog. This is my girlfriend. Blah, 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 blah. This is what I'm doing. Come check out the week. And I was like, oh no. What so am I doing? to get out of that is impossible because it's up there forever. Like these allegations, like this, you know, the rumors, the gossip. But now I'm going to add a little more into the pool because it's one sided, it's one current. What happens if we put another current, you know, in the middle? Let's let's figure this out, everyone, for those that are interested, for those that even care, because I don't like that's the best part. I care. Are, no kidding. <laughs> yeah, no. But the thing is, I don't because I you can't care about something that died. Mm, exactly. I have feelings. But, man, you know, I'm 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 dealing with it. I'm doing my own therapy because what I went through is. You know, most people couldn't handle a nail clipping, let alone the whole hand, let alone the arm, let alone the whole body of what happened. You know, so I was like, I'm just looking at that and, you know, restoring my faith. And you've done great, man. You really, really have done great. It's a big weight off your shoulder now, I'd imagine, eh? just having it all, all, all like lay your cards on the table. You finally told it all. Now it's kind of like uh, well, one way. You know what, though? Yeah. It, it, I got to say, though, this wouldn't have happened unless Lynn Zelaney showed up in my life. Because the thing was, nobody saw this stuff because they would always attack me when I was alone. And I was, right. I was in hiding. That's what they wanted. They wanted me to be like, you know, in hermit, but they taken everything away just so I was going crazy. Like, dude, it got so bad. But then I started working with Lynn. I was like, you know what? Oh, we got to make this Freedom Forgers program because once I left that studio with the crooked mob boss landlord, right. um, I I I said I got it. I the Freedom Forgers must live because I'm I'm done with that. I'm walking from the industry and everything, and now I just want to do Freedom Forgers stuff. And I'm going to create my own cartoons, cast myself in it with the Freedom Forgers, right? And so I. I started hanging out with Lynn and she was helping me create this because her son was, you know, was a freedom forger and he was new. So we had to get him caught up. But then we started hanging out and I was like, Lynn, see that car over there? Watch this. It's going to follow us. And she saw it. And then she saw the hacking of, you know, email threads or text threads being totally wiped on mine and her. She saw the hacking. She saw the gang stalking and she saw people in real life come up and start attacking me. And she bared witness to this. 
Right. Not like it was one of my friends, like this is a regular woman, you know, who has a neurodivergent son who, you know, it was a social worker who is watching this and, and being able to bear witness to all this stuff. And I was like, see, I'm not lying. I'm not fabric. I'm not going crazy. Am I? She's like, no. And so she saw it. And that's when things started to really happen and accelerate because I had somebody there. It wasn't me just, you know, saying stuff or defending myself. Somebody was there and that validated. And then more and more and more people started to see, then the veil was lifted. And then that's what brings me to the outside. So I will say there's been a lot of people, a big shout out to Stephanie Yelovich, my, my business partner at the forge who had to bear and endure so much of it and stuck with me. Now that's loyalty. That's a friend. And she was there defending as best she could. And was her career influenced by this probably as well. And that's one thing that I'll be bringing up, but because of Lynn, because of Stephanie, because of uh, Shelby's mom, Sheila, the support that they have given me and because a lot was taken away, uh, but they didn't take away who I am. And that was invested totally in the freedom forgers program and, and securing um, my own legacy now. Not Chris McClain, because I said when that shit ended happened, I was like, I am so this is why I wanted out. This is for this exact reason. Because fame, notoriety, ego, that's that was when I was 20 and 30. I'm 51 now. I'm done that game. It's time for somebody else. They can have it. And that's exactly. why I walked. That's why I walked. But the thing is, I really just wanted to leave total drama because of all that shit that was happening with the, um, you know, with the fan base and like the death threats I've had it since the beginning death threats. I've had blackmail. I've had this, that I've had stalkers, stalkers, literally, you know, literally man, character, like an really, animated not, character. Like you're just the voice, you know, you don't write it. You don't, you know what I mean? Yeah. And what is that? You know, what level and see, and this is something I want to put out. Like, when you when you see all that this Sonia Jezebel Cote woman has done, you you realize that this is a mental health issue. This is mental health issue like this, this, this form of narcissism, this cruelty, this collaborating, getting people together, the coordination to call child serv child services to make false police reports. You know, it's like. What the fuck? That's like, that's something up here. And all the people that sided with her, I was like, you sided with a thing. So what does that say about you? Because now it's all going to come out. Now we have to go checking off. I have it all. I have all the allegations. And see, that's the thing. That article that came out on Reddit, those allegations were based off of a hidden Facebook page that people were leaking out. And that's what they wanted them to do. They were calling people directly and saying this and like, hey, hot tip, just so you know, da 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 all based on falsehoods. And I'm like, all right, keep building it up. So now I'm like, I'm, I'm going to let, I'm going to let God handle this. Yep. I'm going to let karma, you know, because karma knows where people live and I'm going to let them do they 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 created this so now they're accountable and i kept silent until now just saying i know everything and i have everything so everything that you've done i have and i have other people's testimonials so now it's time to put them together and now if people want to make up you know their their conclusions 
Let's put them together. Let's see what stacks up. But even the people that were with me and some of my fans are like, people are saying bad things, but I was like, why, why aren't you in jail? <laughs> you know, like, yeah, that's, and I was like, that's what you said too, right? Yeah. Well, that's where I got that from was by like, you know, a 17 year old girl who's like, I don't care what they say. I think you're the best, you know? And she's like, you've, you've helped me out and you've never met me, but like you're an inspiration and you're not going to take that away from me. And also, by the way, I read some of the things and they're like, why wouldn't you be in jail? And I was like, exactly, exactly. <laughs> like, like there's it, so many, so I look many. like the, the, I would look like it's just, it's too much. They did too much. There's it's, 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 it's almost fictional. It's like a, it's like, and with the people fall and like, no wonder, you know, and other people have seen this, the people following me, the cops trailing me, my thing, I sometimes on my phone, it'll say you're being tracked. Like somebody has an Apple track or like, you know, and I'll be like, whoa. So I take a screenshot. I'm taking screenshots of so much shit, weird shit, you know, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm just putting it in the police reports. I'm putting it in the police reports. Exactly. And, and that's all I, you know, that's where I'm at. But I'm like, it's kind of fun. But the thing is now I'm free. Exactly. You can't do anything to me anymore, world, that, you know, everything has been taken away from me. But it's not what's been taken away from me. It's what I have and what I'm doing with it. The that is the workers. most important. Yeah. You know what I mean? And this is like, I got rid of all the shit. So it was a cleansing. So I thank Sonia Jezebel Cote, Martha Christensen, and a few others whose names will become very public soon. You know, I, I thank you for you know, taking money out of my account, you know who you are, you know, I, I, and the slander, you know who you are. Yeah. That was and, me. For, no, kidding. <laughs> and, and the backstabbing and the lying and lying to my face and coming in and pretending to work with me only to not and make something up, you know who you are. And I was like, I want to thank you for that. I want to thank you for that because I really like who I am now. And like everybody, we're always trying to make ourselves a better version of ourselves. That's I was given do, the opportunity right? I was given the opportunity and I took it and I um, I'm just glad to be able to tell my story now. So when you contacted me, cause I get a lot, I get a lot, right. but I'm not on social media. So you can't find me. Got to go through my agent still, you know, it's a little bit, but still people find me. They, they're still finding me somehow. And I've turned down a lot of them cause I wasn't ready, but just divine timing and, also, I really like your scene, man. I checked out your podcast and I, you know, I, I, I want to be involved in your, in your theater company, but setting up a voice scene with you out there. Cause you seem to be running a show and I, you know, a scene. So I was like, I like that. I like people that run their own stuff because it's about collaboration, you know? Exactly. And, and so when you called me, I was like, I'm going to, because I want to work with you. I was like, I think, you know, you should get this story so that, you know, I can, I can come back and sort of, instead of being on my own platform, I was like, no, I, I want to meet somebody that I respect, that I like, and not just that's going to take it and, and run a scoop with it. You know what I mean? Right. You know, you know what I mean? And that's it. And they're just like, you know, and you didn't even approach with, hey, what's happening? It came yeah, later. I was you just, just wanted to talk to me. I wanted to chat with you. Absolutely. Because as I said uh, in the email, I, I, or, or uh, I'm not sure if I said it in the uh, initial email, but I said to you when we first met, I'm a fan. I'm, I was such a fan. Yeah. Like I literally, you were part of, you were the voice of my childhood. And now 
it's just so crazy. If you had told me back, you know, 2007, me that, Hey, in, you know, 20 some years, you're going to be, <laughs> you are going to consider, uh, the voice of, of Chris McLean, a friend. I'd be like, yeah, he's, he's, he's never going to know who I am, but here I am. And I'm so honored that now I can call you a friend and Absolutely. Uh, I'm so honored that, uh, you know, I was willing to let this go on for about five hours, really. I was like, you know, like just looking at this, I'm like, we can make this because it, it's funny as we're going through it. We're like, yeah, like, you know, uh, at first it was going to be just a regular episode. And then the more we started talking, I'm like, nah, man, there's more here. I'm like, <laughs> because I, I said, on. yeah, I'm like, yeah, I was like, I'll schedule up for Tuesday at this date. And, you know, episodes don't be running about an hour. And we started talking. I'm like, OK, scratch that. This is coming out Thursday. We're going to shoot the shit. We're going to get all the scoop of what's going on. And I wouldn't have had it any other way, man. Um, do you have any final words that you'd like to say to the viewers, people who are listening, who have been wondering where you've been, the people who have stood by you? Uh, do you have uh, any words you'd like to say to them? For the people who, who, who stood, yeah, I got words for everybody. Yes. But I'm very careful with my words. Everything is chosen and everything is thought out, but this one's coming from the heart because I wasn't expecting this part of it. Not that, you know, our, our whole chat has been organic and there's way more to this story and stuff going on, but you know, you know, I just want to come out now and just say like, I'm fine. I've always been fine. I've just been quiet because these idiots decided to do something and I didn't want to be a part of it. And you know, to say it's not true and blah, 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 it would be like engaging. So I just, I just, you know, I just let them run with it. It was their idea. They wanted to do it for some reason. So I didn't want to play with them or engage. But in that, my whole world changed energetically, financially, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically. I was attached to this thing that happened because I had to change. And the people that stood by me, you have my unwavering gratitude. Like, you didn't have to, but they did. Because A, they saw it as an injustice, and also to support their friend who had been there for them. And that's the thing that bothers me is that most of these people that came against me were people that I was genuinely trying to help out. You know, when I was going through one of the roughest times of my life, I still was trying to help them out and further their career and, you know, help get them get into it while trying to fix myself. But to the people that stood by me and you know who you are, I am very grateful and I'm honored to not only call you a friend, but to learn what to be a friend is through you. For the people that decided to hop on, not even knowing me, because there's a bunch of people that don't even know me that hopped on this for their own popularity, for their own clout, clout chasers, you know, whatever reasons, whatever agenda they have to you that came on and got on the cancel Christian bandwagon without knowing me or checking out facts. I hope you learned your lesson 
That's all I got to say. And for the certain people that started this whole thing, I would like to have a talk. I would like to have a talk. And yes, my lawyers will be present. And, you know, I just want this not to go away. I want this to be a lesson for a lot of people out there that play this stupid fucking game on social media that this is their life. This doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. And if you create this alter ego, this alter life of yours, you've got to be very careful. You've got to manage it. You're going to lose yourself in it and you're going to lose a lot more. Okay. And I, I'd, I'd want this to be a lesson for a lot of people on every side of this, because it affects everybody. It affects your whole life, something like this. And so be prepared. If you do do some allegations online, if you do rather, you know, gather and rally against, you are accountable for your actions. You might want to think things through. You might want to just, you know, think things through. Just because you're going after that feeling of like if you've been jilted or if you feel justified, just because you're angry doesn't mean you're right kind of thing. And, you know, I just think you got to take stock. After what we've all been through with the pandemic, this is the other thing that freaks me out. I was like, she knows my mom died. She knows I was struggling. She knows that I was, uh, you know, my dad died. She knows that I was, you know, dealing with my own struggles, addictions, trying to get through life, just trying to fix myself. But I was also trying to help others. You know what I mean? And I was even trying to help her out. And because it didn't go her way, she got mad and went nuclear, scorched earth. And she's done it before. But I'm like, at what point did you not think that this would all catch up with you? Because it did. It, it is now. You know, she's done this before to other people in different ways, but it's totally her MO. And she's wrecked lives. But I want to know, you know, I want to know why. That's what I have to say to everybody that wasn't with me. Why did you do it? That I that that's the only reason that's the only answer I want to hear. I know what you did. We all know what you did, but why? Why? What was your motive to gather people, to make up stuff, to put it out there, to put other people up to put it out there, to come in and invade my studio, my space, and lie to me? Why did you do this? What did you hope to gain? There are some speculations that it was financial. Because you took all my money, but where's that? Where is it? Also, where's my inheritance? From when my dad died. Where's that? That all got caught up in it too, right? There's an investigation going on on that. So 
and the false police reports and the this and that. So it's all coming out in the wash. And I just figured, you know, I would come out and explain myself and at least start the process of just reintroducing myself to the world, Frankie. You know, I'm just re I'm I'm now according to IMDb, I am Anthony Christian Potenza. And that is my first name. And that's a part of my life that I struggled with, like that, that, that Italian name, that the whole reason behind why I have that name and stuff like that. It's not it's not the best story in my life, but it's still who I am. But now it's see, my world is changing and and here I am. So I want to meet with these people and you know, and figure out have they changed? Have they grown? You know, what has this done to their life or what's it going to do? That's what I'm interested in, too. But I want to thank you for giving me a chance to. It wasn't really much of an interview. It was just me explaining it here. And I, I just want to thank you for holding space, Frankie, um, you know, and, and allowing me to feel safe and comfortable enough to tell my story. Um, and it feels really good. And I'm I'm honored to call you a friend as well and stuff. And, and, and I can't wait to look forward to the future. I don't want to put this behind me to forget it. I just want to put it behind me in my taillights or in my rear view mirror. I want to show this thing, my taillights, because my windshield is looking really good right now. And I got lots of room, right? I got lots of room. And that includes the, the fans that I did have before. I'd like to reconnect with you because Hey, let's make our own cartoons. Let's make our own cartoons without the fucking drama. How about that? And and to the fans, the new ones that I will make. You're not only fans of me, but you're fans of my family, the Freedom Foragers. I'm one of them. They're one of me. We are one in the same, just like you. Um, and so I would just like to introduce myself to everybody. Hi, it's still me, but it's a better version. It's an older version, and it's one that is authentic. It's authentic, and it is real. And I want to share this time with you, because after what we've all been through for the last, you know, with that pandemic, the lockdown, we all got scattered like pool balls, and now we're just walking each other home. And I would really like to make some new friends as well. And uh, let's just all enjoy, you know, the ride and the view. So as uh, someone in the industry that shaped my career a lot, they had a... Uh, they have a ring and it's engraved and it says love many trust few and always paddle your own canoe. <laughs> and, uh, I've always liked that. And, um, it makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. So anyways, I want to leave on a high note. It's it's good to to clear the air and tell my side of the story. And there's more, and we can talk about it more 
once the investigate, once, you know, it becomes a little more uh, public, then I will talk about it. But hey, man, I don't even know if I said things I shouldn't have, but I don't care at this point. After all that's been said about me, I don't fucking care. It's your I turn. really don't. You kept silent it, for how long now? You know what I mean? Like five years. Like you deserve. Yeah. Yeah. It's five out. years. Five Literally. years. Yeah. You deserve yeah. to speak out, man. And this and, is and I'm so glad that you have. Yeah. Because that's, you know, as someone who's dealt with anxiety and stuff like that, I mean, obviously, I've never had what you went through, and I hope I never do. Um, but I know dealing with mental health, it's good to get it off your chest, and it yeah. actually makes you feel better. It's nerve-wracking to get it out. It's tough to say. You know, like, it's it's hard to just admit what happened, what I'm going through. But when you do, man, it's just it's like literally, as I said, a weight off your shoulder and it feels yeah. great. And I hope that you got the peace that you deserve. And I'm just so glad. Here's here's to a uh, to a better future. I don't I have a uh, I don't know if, if uh, you have a drink with you. Cheers to the future, my friend. And we I have food. I have a chocolate. That's even better. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> Woo. There are actually I have four words. chocolates. I have four. I'm going to do shots here. Cheers. Cheers. Boom. There we go. Awesome, man. <laughs> I gotta drink that. Mm. Um, yeah, thanks, man. Thanks for letting me, you know, and that's the first time I've actually just went bleh. And if it was a little jumpy and sporadic, guys, I, I apologize. It's just it is still a salad spinner of my soul going on. And I'm still now that the dust has settled and it's it's moving past, and and then now I'm like, uh uh, offensively here making moves, you know, uh, to, but it's all, it's all triangulated and that's what makes me feel secure. And, and I know exactly who did what and what did, and, but they just don't know that. So maybe this will be a catalyst too. Once this gets out there that, Hey, it's your turn. Now people, people have been watching you when you didn't think they were, they were watching you. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Like I was like, wow. It's it's like it was like children almost, but like very mean, hurtful children that dabble in so. dabble in witchcraft and some weird shit. Look into that one too. Look yes. into her witch stuff. Look, at that look into her witch stuff, everybody. <laughs> if she's delving into my personal life, look into her witch stuff and some of the uh, rituals that she may um, enjoy. Uh, you know, like that's 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 the stuff right there. You know, and that's. If she if she openly admits to being a witch, uh, you know, and blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, what do you mean by that? Look into it, guys. You'll find out what I knew, exactly. you know, and which I think <laughs> she didn't want people knowing. But if she's going to Harry carry me, I'm just like, I'm not saying anything. I'm not, you know, I'm just saying that's the woman who said all the stuff about me and colluded with other people. But I want to know why, Sonia, and why you kept up for so long and um and also uh you know no i just want to know why i just want to know why and and the other people that joined you and why they did that and uh and and let's all just move on you can exactly. deal with your karma everybody and then everybody else let's you know keep your eye open for the uh the the freedom forger stuff because right now we're, we're recording their valentine's day album but their youtube channels like hey man they might pop up on a cartoon here and there but 
expect a lot from us. And also, if you want to get involved, if you're on the spectrum, if you have a disability, but you've always wanted to be an actor, you've always wanted to, you know, uh, lend your voice for a video game or even reading some of your own fan fiction. That's man, we can animate that stuff. You know, we have the technology, you know, and like all those people that were doing total drama camps and doing this and doing that, you know, it's all based on total drama. It's like, now you can do your own. Like, exactly. honestly, you can do your own and like, you know, let's do that. Let's get the band back together, guys. Get it going, guys. In awesome. a place where we belong. Oh, man, I just had to. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. Um. So, guys, as we sign off, uh, Christian, I was wondering, uh, would you be able to do the honors and sign us off with a little tune in next time to the Corcoran Entertainment Show. I sorry to put you on the spot, but I was like, we were talking about it before, something similar. I'm like, but I gotta ask. <laughs> Absolutely. Who knew that a powerful podcast from Miramichi, New Brunswick could happen? Well, it is. Find out next time who he's going to interview, who he's going to spill the tea with, who he's going to fanboy out on. Next time on Corcoran, Entertainment! Ha <laughs> ha